Hey guys, this is Bob. Uh, this week we're talking about Inter-Miami CF and we're going to talk about Nashville SC, the two 2020 expansion teams. Guys, I'm Bob Antimiglia and you're watching IED Sports. So Alex, thanks for joining us again. It is right around the corner. We're just a, about uh, a month and a half away from the kickoff of the 2020 MLS season. How are you feeling? I feel good. We have 36 days from MLS starts. Champions League is a couple weeks away. We've got two new teams. We've got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. And the first thing we're going to talk about today, Inter-Miami CF, first expansion team um, that we're going to talk about today and also the one with the stupidest name. Um, I've talked about it before. Uh, MLS. Alex, you know what those letters stand for? Yeah, I, I, I had trouble at the beginning. I thought it was a typo. Uh, I'm going to guess it's club football, going with the Latin type uh, name, taking also the name Internacional from Inter Milan. From Inter Milan. Uh, now, now you're stealing a, a known name. Now, I get it that uh, American teams have this inferiority complex. They want to name themselves after major European clubs. But Inter Miami, no. Just no. And then CF. It's MLS, Major League Soccer. I understand your marketing to your audience, and I love that, but... Just as a name in MLS, Inter-Miami SC. You know, like like just like everyone else, come on. Nashville got this right. Inter-Miami is losing on the name game already. Again, you know, they're going to try to get the Latin base that's very popular down South Beach. Uh, I'm just glad they didn't name another team United. I mean, I don't know how many United teams we have in MLS as is. We got to stop with the United names. Uh, You You know know when you can name a team United? When there are many and you bring them all together. That is when United is appropriate. Um, I, I'm but, just glad, yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather have an intern in a United as a new team coming in, to be honest with you. But again, I understand the point that the CF part is a little weird to me. But the, the logo's cool. The colors are cool. The black paint, the flamingo thing going on. You know, I Remind- love it. The uh, The logo is like a black two flamingos. And with their legs, they spell an M in between them. Um, around the outside Spanish um, club Internazionale de Football Miami. And on the bottom, Roman numeral MMXX. You know what that means, Alex? 2020. 2020. The, the, the David Beckham, they, they hit a home run on this logo. I, I love the logo. It reminds me, it's got, it's got almost like an 80s theme to it. The pink and the black, the Miami Vice when it was popular in the 80s, the TV show. Uh, I, I, did, I really like the logo. I love the, the logo. Color. I love, um, from what I've seen of, of renderings of, of mock or kits and stuff like that, I really like the black and pink. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. But when we talk oh, about Miami, kids? we yeah. need to go yeah. and, and take a step back and talk about their history because this is not the first football club in Miami. No, no, they, they were one of the original one of the original franchises that started off in uh, MLS so back in, uh, in the early days called the Fusion. Uh, Miami Fusion was 1998 to 2001, so it was a short-lived team, um, one of the first MLS uh, clubs to fold in 2001. Alex, you were saying before that you you thought that when this club went under, it was looking bleak. Yeah, the, the league looked looked bleak. Them and Tampa Bay Mutiny were going under. Uh, seemed like uh, already the league was in trouble. Uh, this is you know we're gonna. There's different phases. You know, I could I could break down MLS MLS 1.0 MLS 2.0. You know, with the expansion when Adidas stepped in and started putting 100 million dollars, all the teams got to wear Adidas. Things changed. Uh, back then, uh, uniforms were Nike. You forget now, everyone's wearing Adidas. Uh, back then, money wasn't as coming in as it was now, and that seemed to be a problem. In Miami, with lack of sponsorship, lack of advertising, and playing in Lockhart Stadium, which you know was designed, I do believe, as a high school stadium, 45 minutes outside of Miami in Fort Lauderdale. Not exactly the you know 
It's not exactly Miami. Not but, exactly Miami, you know. but it was a, a soccer-specific stadium, one of the first in MLS when they started in uh, 1998. Uh, Miami joined the league in 1998 as part of the first expansion with um, Chicago Fire. So uh, I, I guess two new clubs are getting a little rebrand this year from that uh, from that expansion. Um, major players we want to talk about, uh, De- uh, Colombian Diego Serna. 52 goals, 36 assists. He's the lead goal scorer. And they do have a 2001, I guess they were posthumously awarded the Supporters Shield. Of course, that was before the Supporters Shield was a real thing. Um, Faced financial troubles, and it was between Miami and the Mutiny. And it looks like Miami was the odd team out. So since 2001, they haven't had a top flight major soccer club. But Alex, enter David Beckham. And uh, David Beckham walks in, an icon uh, when his... When he walks into room, everyone knows who he is. He had a he got a sweet deal with MLS when he signed his contract as a player in LA Galaxy. This was a sweetheart deal, Alex. It's almost three hundred million dollars to start an expansion club today. How much mm-hmm. can he get in for? He got in for twenty five million. Twenty five million. His just marketing alone, the, just the colognes and the and the the crap that he sells in his own line of sneakers <laughs> on Adidas alone, he could have just signed it. You know, took it from his back pocket and gave the, the lead MLS again. David Beckham brings credibility. David Beckham has got a lot of contacts. He's, he's played all over the world from France, Spain, England. Uh, players are going to want to play for him, especially international players. And Miami's a, if you're a professional athlete, that's a, that's a place that you want to live. Uh, warm temperatures, great nightlife. Oh, we, we talked about that before. Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> nightlife can be a bit distracting, so they're going to have to go a little extra yeah. on some of the, uh, the player investment there. With uh, you, you can't have... Uh, you know Brian Fernandez down there. That's for sure. No, absolutely. Again, there you can see that the team is very Latin influenced and going to target to the Latin community down there, which is a great idea. I mean, again, with the name without name the CF, you don't need a CF to target to Latin audiences. Have, you already have head coach Diego Alonso um, from uh, CF Monterey, former Uruguayan national team player. That's a good pick. They're already starting to build this team. Um, have a nice uh, uh, Alex. Do you have do you have the roster up? They got a, a new yeah, goalie. Yeah, I do. Yeah, le, yeah. But let me tell you something. Diego Alonso, that was a great hire. He's one of the best coaches on this side of the, of the world. I mean, this guy can coach. Uh, he's put he's put Monterey put Monterey to win in the league MX. He's he's won Champions League. Uh, this guy can coach, and that was a great hire by David Beckham. He's going to be a great coach. In the league. Again, our league compared to other leagues differently. Salary cap scam. Cam, DPs. It's a little harder to coach that way as a foreign coach, but this guy knows X's and O's. He's uh, a fiery guy on the sideline. I think he's a great hire for this team. And again, Latin based. You got an Uruguayan guy there. People are going to turn out. Great job by David Beckham in the Inter Miami. Now, we talked a little bit about um, the trouble you can get in into Miami, and you, you need a good captain. Now, I don't know who the captain's going to be. But I would say there's a good chance uh, they did not bring Luis Robles in um, just for his goal-keeping talents. Um, he's on his way there. When I look at some of the MLS veterans, I see A.J. De La Garza, Roman Torres. Um, you got midfielders, um, young kid from Canada, Jay Chapman. You got Lee Nguyen. Um, you got forward Juan Agudelo, who has sure seen his, uh, his, his fair share of um, MLS. And you bring in a new DP, Matias Pellegrini from Argentina. Um, Alex, when you look at this roster, does anything stick out to you? Uh, I'm a little surprised that they haven't signed a really big name. When when they came into the league, they were talking names like Luis Suarez, Cavani, 
Uh, you heard that Christian Ronaldo is on their radar in a couple of years, maybe even a Messi, which is like unheard of. I'm a little surprised they haven't signed a big name. It's still early. Uh, I just saw a quote the other day that they're not done. They're looking for, uh, you know, they're looking to fill out the roster. Uh, they went out and they went the Atlanta way to sign some young Latin-based DP players. Uh, they also signed a, a Julian Carranza from Argentina. He's only 19 years old. Uh, one guy that stands up, one guy that, one interesting sign I do like is the uh, U.S. international uh, Jerome Kaiswider that played in, uh, from Germany. Yes. Uh, he's had a lot of knee problems, a lot of injuries, but at one point he was regarded as a, a, future pro- a very good prospect for the United States. I'm, I'm interested to see how he turns out for Inter-Miami. You know, the roster is sprinkled with some, also some MLS veterans, like you just mentioned. I see Alvis Powell on the roster. I see Ben Sweat from New York City. Yeah. I see Roman Torres, who I really like in the center back. Uh, a tough guy. He's a little older, a little long in the tooth. He's a tough center back. Victor Olola they have back there. So, I mean, they, they mix. They have some young players, plus young DPs, plus some MLS veterans. I, you know, I read up looking at the roster, and Luis Robles is one of the better goalkeepers in the league. Uh, he's a good leader. This team, I, I right off the bat, I don't think it's going to be the worst team in the East. I think they could contend, contend for a playoff spot since so many teams almost make the playoffs. You can't write these guys off. Again, I was wrong last year in Cincinnati. On paper, a lot me, of us were wrong on Cincinnati last year, but I think I, I agree, and I don't think this. Uh, I don't think David Beckham is going to be content with this roster going into the season. Um, I think if if Cavani is available, and I just heard a, a whole uh, segment about how he was making himself. Uh, available that he was uh he's going to be the guy um and if he makes a move to mls i wouldn't be surprised to see uh, cavani in miami and that takes them from a mediocre team to a to a really good squad yeah and or luis suarez i know he's had knee surgery or ankle surgery something like that for barcelona but if they can get luis suarez in here either i mean they're that's he's gonna rip this that's another player who i guess his time is running out where he is um with suarez you i mean it's like I I don't follow Spanish soccer very closely, maybe as closely as I should. But all I know is every time I look, it's hey, Luis Suarez, he's sitting out, he's hurt. Yeah, but when he when he's healthy, he produces, he can score, and he's got a you know he's got a nasty side to him. So I mean, again, uh, David Beckham, you know, he's up to something uh, marketing wise. He, he's a marketing genius just on his own. You know what he's done for himself. They're going to get a name player eventually, and they're going to be successful in the league. I don't see David Beckham failing. Uh, again, Inter Miami is great for the league. Uh, we have a name owner that's a world recognition. Only could put MLS on the map. Interesting things coming to Miami. I look forward to seeing what they can do this year. Absolutely, and we'll see. Inter Miami um, FC starts 2020 this spring, um, first season in MLS. Now, when we move on, the next team we're going to talk about today is Nashville SC. Alex, do you see how that's done? Soccer club, MLS Major League Soccer, Soccer Club, Nashville SC. Alex, uh, open us up with some thoughts. Well, uh, I do see the uniform was bright yellow. Now, to me, it looks very similar to the Columbus Crew uniforms. Again, I know Nashville and USL has played the, with the yellow uniform. Uh, and again, they're not, they don't have a... Yellow and navy, black. not yellow and black. I mean, still, that's too close to me. It's too close together. Navy, black, I mean, really. But, you know, that's the way they want to go. That's the way they want to go. Well, there's again, still people in, in Red Bull who want us to wear Atlanta United colors. So, you know... Well, we had, even though we had it first, but we'll let that slide. I'm going to get a lot of grief for that comment. <laughs> We're going to let that slide. Coming in hot. Uh, anyway, Nashville, uh, they do not, they are not caring to the Latin community since there's not a huge Latin influence in Nashville. However, if you follow professional sports, the fans love their pro team. The Nashville Predators hockey team sells out. The fans go wild. Tennessee Titans had a good run in NFL this year. Absolutely. That stadium is loud as heck when you play there. 
already I'm hearing there's, they're selling the lower bowl. They're playing at the, the Titan Stadium this year before the new stadium is being built. They're getting a season ticket holders. It's in the thousands. I mean, the lower bowl, they're talking about selling out, which is like 30,000. If that's anything true to fruition, they are going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be a great team in MLS. Again, the natural rivalry also, the Southeast is a little light with the teams. Atlanta needs a rival. There you go. Nashville's not too far away. And in between now you have Inter-Miami right there also. So now the three teams there you're going to see could be kind of nice, a little nice little rivalry going on. Absolutely. That's, you, you know MLS loves rivalry for sure. Um, uh, supposedly they will be playing in Nissan Stadium um, for now, but they have a new 27,000 soccer-specific stadium being built for 2022. And that'll be called the Nashville Fairgrounds Stadium. Good luck filling 27,000 seats in five years. Um, <laughs> we know that's been tried and and missed. I kind of like the, the smaller stadiums to start out. I would have preferred a 19,000 seat stadium. Well, you know, they they got big goals. Dream big. Dream big. Dream big. You know, you know, and, uh, and one of the owners is Jersey Dade of a Minnesota Vikings other uh, Ziggy Welf. Uh, he built that the Viking Stadium, State of the Art, and I'm assuming when this stadium gets built, is not he's not going to cut corners. It's going to be one of the State of the Art stadiums in MLS. We can't wait to see it. In the meanwhile, playing at the Tennessee Titans home stadium, Nissan Stadium, so the stadium's being built, a uh, spacious football-type stadium. But if they're going to get 30,000 fans a game, that's going to be a tough place to play. Absolutely. Now, we, we also mentioned um, Miami being a party. Well, Nashville's a party town, too. Yeah, Nashville's been known to people like their whiskey down there. And it's interesting to see when teams come in, how they're going to be on game day. little different uh, kind of party, though. Um, obviously, Nashville kind of known as Music City, and we see that in their logo. Um, their logo is a crest with an N and kind of sound waves coming out. It looked interesting. I like the earlier mock-ups than the, better than the final version. Um, but even even the colors, Alex, they're calling it electric gold and acoustic blue. They're 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 running hard on this in Nashville. You know, uh, the yellow to me is a little, eh, but that's the way they want to go. That's the way they're going to go. Again, MLS getting another couple more teams. Again, a couple hundred million into the league. Good for the league. Good for everybody. Uh, they're ambitious. They're talking big. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. Now, when we talk about Nashville SC, we have to talk a little bit about the history of soccer in Nashville, which is complex. Um, this is a mostly a brand new team from 2016. Um, before that, we had a couple different teams. They had the Nashville Metros from 1989 to 2012 and Nashville FC from 2013 to 2016. Um, basically, uh, if I can break this and make this really simple for our listeners, I know there's going to be a lot of people who, who want to weigh in cause it is a complex story, but basically speaking, um, a new ownership came in, started Nashville SC, bought out the name from Nashville FC and basically just started with their MLS bid. Um, most teams will start in USL and try to build the program up higher, but this was, you know, 2017, they go right to their MLS bid and, and they, you know, I guess you you get rewarded when you're bold is what I'm trying to say here. Um, so a brand new team um, wasn't trying to work up the ladder, which was trying to make an MLS bid right off the bat, and and they got it. Yeah, kind of similar what Cincinnati did. They started in USL. They had a fanatical fan base, and you know they decided to jump into Major League Soccer again. Southeast, we we were expanding. MLS is expanding to the Southeast. Not exactly known as a soccer hotbed, but. People do not expect Atlanta to get 50,000 fans a game, and they are. So the soccer sport is growing. Again, this is a good move for MLS. Rich ownership, you know, they should do they should do well. I mean, um, again, they're ready. They ready. We're going to talk about the roster in a few minutes. Good. They already have a DP or two signing. They have some veteran MLS guys. They're looking not to, you know, they're looking to to be competitive right off the bat. Not 
do the slow build like you saw Minnesota United do a couple of years ago. These guys are coming out, and I think they're going to they're going to try to get in a playoff spot right off the bat. Absolutely. Now, when I know Alex, you have the roster pulled up. I took just a couple notes earlier. Um, some notable players: goalkeeper Joe Willis from the Houston Dynamo, um, U.S. national defender, and one of Sir Alex's favorite comes with the Sir Alex seal of approval. That is uh, Daniel Lovitz. We know. That's a hard no. We disagree uh, on him. I like. I think he's a very good MLS player, and you think he's not good enough to be on the U.S. national team. That is to say that mightily. I would, <laughs> Daniel Lovitz. If we're relying on Daniel Lovitz to be our U.S. national team left back, we will not go to the World Cup. I'll just leave it at that. They have uh, Costa Rican. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm not even acknowledging. It. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> Costa Rican national Jimmy Madranda, um, MLS veteran Dave Romney. So you got a got a defense uh, set there, midfielders. You got a uh, Dax McCarty, Costa Rican uh, Randall Leal from Saprissa, and you got a new DP in a guy whose name I can't pronounce. I believe it's Hani Mukhtar. Yeah, Mukhtar. Yes, from uh, Germany, uh, Turkish ties. I don't know much about this guy. He was one of the first guys they signed when they announced this team. He was, I think he might be the first player they acquired uh, a year in advance. They have high expectations on this guy. I don't know much about him, but let's see what happens. Again, if you go up and down his roster, uh, you're, you're, I, I think I cut you off. You're about to talk about the forward. David Akam has a lot of experience. Dominic Baji has a lot of experience. Uh, last year in the minor leagues, they had Danny Rios, who scored a lot of goals in the USL. He, he's a Mexican player. He was pretty good for them. Uh, let's see if he can make the transition to MLS. Uh, you know, to me, the roster, Miami's roster seems a little better to me. A uh, Cameron Lancaster's another. It seems forward. a little better, but this roster seems a little more complete. Yeah, I you know defensively, I don't know, I don't know about the defensive team. I think Miami's defense, you know, especially Ramon Torres already makes. You got defense. Daniel Lovitz, man. Like I said, looks what like what else Miami, you got? <laughs> Miami's defense looks a little better on paper, but you know, what what, what do I know? I, I see Ani Baba on the roster uh, has MLS experience again. Godoy from uh, ex San Jose, the Panamanian players on his roster. I don't think they're done also signing players. Again, they got some money, this team. They're going to spend. I don't expect this team to start off the bat and just talk about rebuilding. I think they want to compete. Uh, not MLS Cup quality, obviously, but... To, to, but there's to a lot of season left. There's a lot of season left. Yes, and you don't know what happens between injuries. And again, before the season starts, teams are still making moves. The transfer deadline still hasn't ended. Uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see what can, what's going to happen this year in Nashville. They had some success in USL last year. Don't know how that translates. Sometimes jumping from USL to MLS does not work. Look at what happened to Cincinnati. Let's see what happens with Nashville. Of course. Um, of course, uh, one last kind of note. Coach Gary Smith returning to MLS to, to coach this Nashville SC team um, from, I guess, Colorado. Yes, he used to call Colorado. I, think, I do believe he's a British coach. Uh, he has MLS experience. He coached last year in USL, Gary Smith. I don't know. Don't remember why he left Colorado. I can't. You know, that, that was a few years ago. But you have a, you have a coach. You're bringing in a coach that has some MLS experience. So he knows the league. He knows the the crazy rules we have compared to other leagues. Good hire by them. Yeah. He. Uh, let's see. I have his stats here. Colorado Rapids. He was 45, 39, and 38 with a 36 win percentage. I'm guessing that's why he left Colorado. I get it. He was over 500 in Colorado. You know, that's Colorado doesn't exactly spend compared to other teams in MLS. Yeah, be over 500 Colorado. That's not a bad deal. Um, he also coached the Atlanta Silverbacks. Went uh, eight, twelve, and twelve in 32 games there. And uh, I guess he's, this is his second year as a uh, uh, third year as Nashville SC head coach. And he's 30, 17, and 20 with a 46% win percentage. So, so 
he, he's he has experience at this level, and uh, it's not not a impressive signing out, but okay. But again, you know, they're going to a guy that knows the league a little bit. You know, again, the difference between Nashville, Miami, Miami's bringing a, a coach that's known on this part of the world, but doesn't know MLS and its quirky rules. Nashville decided to go in another direction, getting coach with some ML experience that knows the rules. Let's see how this works out. Again, we saw what happened with Tata Martino walked into Atlanta, knowing nothing about the crazy salary, uh, the crazy salary cap system we have here, and won immediately. Some coaches have a hard to Almeida in San Jose started off really slow and he came on strong, just missed the playoffs. Sometimes the foreign coaches take a little longer to adapt. Some don't. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens exactly. This is the two expansion teams. These are the two expansion teams, uh, Miami and Nashville, for the 2020 season. Alex, thanks for joining us again. Oh, it's great to be back. Uh, uh, to our listeners out there, don't forget, U.S. national team starts next week. They're playing Costa Rica, I do believe, February 1st. A lot of these kids, uh, the U.S. national U.S. national team has got kids that you probably never heard of. A lot of under-23s, a lot of players that aren't, aren't in MLS, like household names. Uh, like I guess Burholt is bringing in. Well, it's it's people. time to qualify for uh, the Olympics, and and that requires uh, uh, I'll be, a I'll younger be, squad. Yeah, I'll be definitely checking out next week and see what what our future holds, and you know, that's something to look out look out for for your fans out there. Please hit the subscribe button down below. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Please share Absolutely. us with your friends. Give us that like. Give us that five star rating. And thanks, guys, for watching. This has been a production of ID Sports.